Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? Uh, Terry and Jacob here for another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Today's episode is just going to be a little short one on the pros and cons of college, essentially. And the context and the kind of the backstory for this episode is that uh, I believe a few episodes prior to this, I had a, or I, I recorded one with Chase, and we were basically just discussing um, my quote unquote college midlife crisis, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, basically, just some frustrations and kind of, I was, frustrations I was having with college and like me venting to Chase was what it was essentially was. And uh, kind of just like, brainstorming out loud, like the pros and cons of college, but it's more informal. It's like 35 minutes. So in this, this episode, Jacob and I, uh, after discussing it more on one of our weekly meetings, the topic, uh, we decided we were just going to do a real short one, uh, kind of with Jacob being the guy for college and me being the guy against college. And we just throw a few points, a, key, a few key points out there. We're going to keep it lighthearted, keep it pretty casual. It's not like an, a very strict or formal debate by any means. Um, but just so just, I guess, food for thought, and it serves mainly two purposes. One helps you evaluate what the purpose of you going to college is and what you're expecting to get out of it. And then secondly, for those who are currently in college or know for sure they are going, um, if they're entrepreneurs at heart or just struggle with school in general, um, maybe they'll find a little bit of encouragement uh, out of some of our points and just relate to our experiences as well. So with that, Jacob, do you want to kick us off with the first point for why we should go to college? Sure. Yeah. Terry explained it well. Um, I think it's kind of funny. We're in this, the situation because we're both um, in college. I mean, this is my freshman year. This is your sophomore year, but you, uh, I think this is, this hasn't been your favorite semester to say the least. Uh, And so we've had very, um, it sounds like polar opposite experiences, at least this semester. I've just been loving life. Um, and so we're obviously in two different situations. So we thought it would be appropriate if I took the the pro college side and Terry took the anti college side. And we're just going to have a little little fun through this debate. But anyways, to kick off the first point, um, and I think probably the number one reason for going to college, in my opinion, probably in Terry's opinion, and definitely in Chase's opinion as well, um, is the relationships and the networking side of college. Um, back, I guess. This was a little over a year ago when I was debating whether or not I was going to go to college. Um, this would have been my junior or senior year. I remember talking to a ton of people about this this subject. Like, you know, do you think an entrepreneur needs to go to college? Um, and a lot of my mentors, a lot of people I talked to, kept coming back to the point of it's not really about the education that you get from college. It's about the relationships um, that you build, the networking that you do, um, and it's kind of like that that saying of like you get in or you get out what you put in. Um, and so in college, you know, the more work you put into the connections um, that you're making, the more you're going to get out of those connections. And uh, it's just going to be kind of what um, drives a successful career for you down the line. Um, because if you think about like who's at these colleges, um, I mean, obviously the, the main, I guess, networking you should be doing, I would think would probably be with most of your professors. Um, they have a ton of life experience, whether they're in the field that you want to be in or not, it's just good to get connected with them because professors have to be some of the most connected people on the planet. Um, I would have ventured to say, and so 
definitely connect with them. But then think about just like college students generally are pretty ambitious. Um, and so you're connecting with a lot of other great minded peers. Um, and then finally, just any other cool people that you would meet um, that you might not have met if you wouldn't have went to college in the first place. So I, I think that's kind of the, the main pro for going to college. Um, not that you can't do networking outside of college, um, but I think it's just so natural and so easy to meet people um, at that you know college environment. So I, I'd say that's kind of the first um, and probably the most important point for going to college. But Terry, um, kick us off with your first reason why someone maybe wouldn't go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for your point of networking, I would definitely agree with everything you said there. One guy I was listening to, there was a YouTube video debating the pros and cons of college as well. Uh, one guy on the episode even uh, used masterminded or like a, a mastermind as an analogy for kind of essentially what college is. It's basically just like a, a giant mastermind, a giant group of people that you're getting to know and network. Um, it's not a perfect analogy by any means, but it's it was interesting for me to hear that kind of uh, thrown out there. As for my first point, um, it's got to do with the inefficiencies and redundancies of just standard education and curriculum. Uh, and I could honestly, I honestly have beef with like the whole U.S. education system or the education system as a whole. Um, but honestly, just the in general, just the inefficiencies and the at times lack of quality and a lack of I don't know just. Sometimes teaching skills, it's, it depends on the professor and different classes, uh, but just all, all the little kind of holes, I would almost call them like little, little plot holes in the college story um, scattered throughout the classes. Because um, I've had some really good classes, uh, don't get me wrong, but there's also been a lot of just really boring ones. And the boring ones are by, by far the most frustrating. They're the ones where the professors are assigning like these chapters upon chapters of really dry textbooks to read. And you're basically just stuffing your brain with a bunch of information going, you know, cramming for two nights before an exam, taking the exam, forgetting everything you just learned, uh, and basically just trying to survive that, that semester or that class specifically. Um, in the lectures, they might not have very good slides, or they might not know how to teach very well, or their, their tones are just really, I'm venting here a little, <laughs> on, the, the, on, on a personal level. Um, but no, like just in general, I've seen a lot of inefficiencies in in how college is conveying or teaching, imparting their information in the education you're going there in a large part to get. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're focused more on the networking, but education is also a big part of the sell for, um, for going to college. And I compare that to something like YouTube University, which is also another phrase um, I've seen thrown out there, kind of basically highlighting the... The internet isn't perfect by any means. And I guess its largest downside when compared to college is its lack of like regulation or formality, I guess would be its biggest downside. And on the other hand, though, quote unquote, YouTube University does have some pretty big advantages at times over a university class in the sense that there's just billions of videos uh, available on YouTube and across the internet as a whole, and there's articles and there's courses, there's free courses, there's free resources, there's whole like libraries of PDFs and audiobooks, and basically any information you could even fathom is on the internet. Um, and it's never been easier to learn and become even quite proficient in 
a variety of different degrees and, and topics um, in, in today's age, for, you know, for often for, very, for free or for very, very cheap. And that's just through the, the power of the internet as a whole. So um, I'm my point to summarize this would be essentially like I've, I've had some really basic business classes I've taken and they, the professors are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love all the professors I've had so far, but the information in all honesty could have been summarized in a three hour YouTube video or like a th- just a multiple hour YouTube like playlist of just some really key points about that particular subject. And it could have been a lot better conveyed and instructed and even just a little, some basic animation and different things to kind of make it, the, make the information stick over the long term. I guess is uh, the point I'm trying to make. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. I mean, I think something we've talked about is just that the fact that you can learn everything that you learn um, in college on your own through YouTube, through reading the textbooks just yourself um, without the college system, I think kind of like summarizes the point very well, like kind of just shows how just, I don't even know the words to describe, like how inefficient, how, I don't want to say unsuccessful, but like how, I guess, badly structured the college education system is the fact that you can learn everything um, on your own. So I guess that's a very, very valid point. It it kind of takes away college's moat of being like a place to go expand your knowledge. um, If the internet can basically do all of that for free or little to no cost, the biggest argument or the biggest point against my argument here, this point here, um, I guess the biggest rebuttal would be that, well, the professor uh, is there. They're kind of like the, the, the point lead in the class. They're a human interaction for you to ask questions and get personal feedback, depending on the level of college you go to. If you go into a big state university, that might not be the case. Um, but at a smaller college like mine with like 2,000 students, um, each professor is willing to sit down and work with you one-on-one. And so that's that's a fantastic you know uh, advantage of college is being able to talk with a quote-unquote expert on, on a subject and learn more about it um, and get specific feedback to specific questions. Um, but a lot of that depends on the quality of the professor itself or, or themselves. Um, it's not always a guarantee the professor is extremely knowledgeable or even very engaging or hopefully they're friendly, but yeah, that's not always the case either. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was going to say is like, it kind of sounds like the quality of the college experience kind of depends on the quality of your professors. And as we were talking about yesterday, Terry, like, you know, I think you're having a very unfortunate uh, semester because it sounds like you have perhaps five or however many classes you have of the worst professors at the university. You know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, but it just seems like you kind of had a bad handful this semester and that's probably tainting your view of the overall experience. Um, But to, Go on to uh, the next pro college point. Um, college is a lot of fun, guys. You know, like you only really get these four years of your life once. Like I, that's something that a lot of people have been saying to me lately, like as I've been trying to like work hard on like business stuff and just educating myself in different ways and just work on like improving myself. People, you know, have had to like remind me, like just like let your guard down, like have some fun. You know, you don't need to, you know, be so focused on, improving yourself, improving your businesses, improving your career, because you're going to have the next like 40. I mean, if you're going to follow the traditional, um, I guess, life advice, you're going to have the next 40 years um, to work on those things. So you don't really need to be so serious all the time. And I think college is like the perfect time 
um, with a little bit of independence from your family, um, but hopefully not too much. You're kind of like in this cool in-between stage where um, you're kind of free to do whatever you want and you don't have obligations yet, um, which is kind of the perfect recipe for having fun. Um, obviously, you can't get carried away with it, um, but I just wanted to throw that point out there. Like, You don't really get the college experience without going to college. And like, that sounds super obvious, but like, think about that for a minute. Like you don't get to be a part of that unless you, you know, are signing up for college and doing um, all of the kind of more grindy work that Terry's talking about. And that's no fun, but the rest of it, you know, can be a lot of fun if you're taking advantage of it. Um, and I will say also, I know that not every school has the same experience, right? Like, you know, some schools are like big party schools. So if you're a party, you're like, you're going to have a blast there. I'm not a partier myself. Um, and so I enjoy more of like the sporting events and the clubs and like that type of thing. Um, but it, it goes back to college is like whatever you make it out to be. So um, whatever you're putting into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. Um, and it's kind of the same, I mean, with all aspects of life. And so I just wanted to throw that reminder in there, like college is a really fun experience and don't let, and don't let the, the negatives kind of take away from that point as well. And to be honest, it's probably one of my weaker points or my weaker, the, the, one of the things I've taken the least advantage of while at college. Um, and not to make excuses for myself, but if I had to guess, I think part of that would have been encouraged by, um, I had no context of what college was like uh, prior to COVID lockdowns. My first semester was the midst of COVID. It was like fall 2020. Um, so that was unfortunate. Kind of like, I think it killed a lot of the, the, the fun spirit for a while at my particular college. Um, and secondly, I think the fact that I was homeschooled my whole life never really helped with interacting with like large groups of people that I don't know. Uh, I think I do fine on one-on-ones and getting to know someone individually, um, but getting to know multiple strangers rapidly in a big group is definitely a bit of a stretch for me. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a very important point though, is, is the relaxing, really getting just to, I guess, chilling out is the best way to put it while you're you know, mm -hmm. having fun. Um, my other point for um, not to go to college or a big downside of college is kind of feeds back to my prior point, but it's the cost. The cost more often than not is insane. And this kind of goes hands in hand, hand in hand with my prior point about you can get a lot of the same information online for free or very, very cheap. But when you compare or just take a hard look at the information you're learning, in a, in any given class. Um, and the fact that you're paying thousands of dollars for it, I'm going to a private college with, with significant scholarships and write-offs essentially, but still, I mean, the sticker price for my college is $40,000 a year. So four years of college here, if you weren't getting any benefits, which I'm pretty sure every student does at this one, um, four years of college, the sticker price is 160 grand which is like the size or basically the price of a small home or a mid-sized home here in, in my town, the college town. And it's just, it's pretty mind boggling that a student or that they give young people the ability to sign on for $160,000 worth of debt at 18 years old. Um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the, I, I've met many students here so far who've begun college and not even have any idea what they want to do. They're just kind of getting a general degree or yeah, not, not to ramble here too much, but essentially the very high sticker price is something to keep in mind. The, the other points here, like pro for college and against college kind of 
factor in more into whether the price is justified. And a lot of it depends on the, on the particular college. Cause there's, there's a lot of cases of people going for very cheap um, or even close to free or graduating debt free. There's pl- plenty of those examples. Um, but it, it's very easy to overpay, I guess is my main point here. It's very easy to overpay for what you're given um, education-wise and networking-wise in college. So it's very important to make sure you're setting together or putting together a solid financial plan before you step foot into a college and actually enroll. Um, but it's also very important to do your research and to kind of get a feel for each college and make sure that the one you're going to has a strong strong networking opportunities, good professors, and just a good education opportunity uh, overall. So you want to make sure the cost is justified. Don't, don't just assume that because you're getting diploma and going to a college that paying, you know, five, six figures is completely worth it. Good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that uh, that's like a really good way to summarize it is there's obviously going to be a cost to this. Like everybody knows that college is expensive but it's like, how much are those other benefits that we're talking about worth to you? And then like you're saying, make sure you don't overpay for those benefits. So you could almost, I mean, depending on like how you think about things, you could almost like assign like a value to each benefit that you see to go into college. So you could say like, you know, I think that the networking is worth $10,000. I don't know. That's a really bad example because networking is, is priceless, but I hope you see what I mean. Like like how much is the fun college experience worth to you? Um, how much is my next point worth to you? Um, maybe you could just like price it out and kind of see how much each thing is worth and then see how much you're paying. Um, but also know there's a lot of cheaper options. Um, I think myself and Terry are both paying relatively low um, compared to, uh, to our peers. And that's for different reasons. Terry's at a pricier school to begin with, but he, um, his dad worked for the school. And so now he has some pretty awesome scholarships. Um, and in my case, I chose a cheaper school on the front end, but also got some very good scholarships. Um, and so I just, you know, chose one of the cheaper schools on my list um, and that helped out as well. So anyways, not to ramble on that point either, um, but I just like that idea of don't overpay for the benefits that you're getting from college. So final pro um, that we're going to talk about today, there's a lot more obviously, um, but it's just kind of, <laughs> I think the main reason um, logically that you go to college and that's to get a degree right? Like that's kind of the whole, the whole point, um, is to go to college, do your, your four years or three years, if you graduate fast and then walk out the degree, that's the whole, um, reason in, I guess in the job market, that's what they're going to see the reason you went to college for was the degree. Um, and so, um, you can't, I guess, overlook that. I mean, it is a very simple point. Um, but having a degree is still valuable, um, in today's society, it might be losing value, um, I mean, it could depend on your industry, your area, just with how the world's going, maybe degrees losing value. Um, however, it d- does still have value and nobody can deny that. Um, and so in my mind, even though I like the entrepreneurial um, side of things, and that, that's kind of where I tend to take um, most of my time is kind of towards businesses. And that's where I want to take to the, re- the rest of my life. Um, I do still believe that it's good to have like a backup plan. Um, Terry's going to talk about the entrepreneurial side of things in a second, but basically this, the point here is don't overlook the, um, the benefit of having that degree and to having a backup plan. If your other plans don't work out, um, cause you could have all the intention of the world of starting your own business and becoming a billionaire. Um, and all, and I'm not saying you can't do that. You could do anything you put your mind to, um, and that you work hard for. However, 
life does happen. Things come up and you need to be prepared to, you know, go a different direction and having a degree is really going to give you a ton of flexibility. Um, when your peers who don't go to college, um, might not have that flexibility. So just kind of keep that in mind as well. It, it does seem like the value of diploma, especially a lower level one, like a, just a, I would say the one I have right now, or like the one I'm going for is the uh, business administration bachelor's. So a bachelor's in business administration. And I would say just a very basic degree like that probably devalues over the long term as more and more people are going to college and it's becoming more and more common to get that type of degree. If I had to guess more than that, I think that a diploma in today's age kind of just signifies more like almost maturity in a sense, or just uh, not like seriousness, but I would imagine that if a, if a employer who still takes those degrees seriously was looking at it, they don't necessarily care all too much about what the degree is. Um, they're more just like, all right, so this guy didn't just immediately skip college, you know, just graduate right from high school and just jump into the workforce just looking to make some quick money and fund whatever little lifestyle he's got going. He took the time to sit down and go to college for four years to network, to meet people, to, you know, kind of get his feet wet in multiple different subjects and topics, especially going to like a liberal arts college like I am, where they emphasize more of like a broader kind of scope of what you're learning. Yeah. So I guess my main point here is that it seems to me that the diploma is representing less and less of the actual technicalities of what you learned and more and more of like the people and the maturity and like just some broader maybe characterizations about that person or their development. I don't know. That would just be a theory of mine. I think it shows dedication more yeah. than anything, right? Like the ability, I mean, employers know that people like you are going through the exact thing you're going through right now, right? Like that, that like midlife college or mid-college crisis of like just hating, you know, everything. And you just have to fight through that, you know, and yep. you know, persevere and overcome. And I think that's kind of the, the value that you're showing the employers. Yeah. yeah. Very good point. All right. My last one here, last point we're going to wrap this episode up with is, is essentially the frustrations um, entrepreneurs can face going to college because while there's definitely exceptions to the rule for sure. Um, and there's colleges that can be a lot more entrepreneurial minded than others. There's all, I would say the vast majority of colleges out there, if I had to generalize the vast majority are training you to be employees. So if you're going into college beforehand with a very entrepreneurial mindset, or you're just an entrepreneur at heart, um, essentially how it worked for me is that before even going to college, I, I would say right around the time I was entering high school, I knew that going into adulthood, I wanted to be a business person, whether I looked like angel investing, a hedge fund manager, running my own actual business, whatever it was, just kind of defining almost my own career in a sense, not even just like I would, I'm more than happy to get a job initially to learn about the corporate world and what I don't know there. Um, but I knew from the beginning that long-term over the 10, 20, 30 year um, time span or horizon that I did not want to be just a regular employee. I would just find it really boring. Um, and, and that's very difficult for someone going to college because college more often than not is often training you to be an employee. The expectation is that once you go to college, you're just graduating and sending out your resume to a bunch of different employers and just trying to find a job, um, getting one, 
getting that 3% raise per year, you know, investing that 401k, retiring in 35 years on a nice, you know, retirement sum in your retirement account and just chilling. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that path. Don't get me wrong. And that's a very respectable thing to do. I would say a lot of people don't even achieve that in preparing themselves well for retirement. But just as a person who wanted to take a different route from the beginning, uh, it was difficult putting myself into a system whose generalized outcome is different than mine. Um, all it really is, that just feels like it's a bit of incompatibility at times in that professors have a certain expectation that doesn't align with mine or just the, the institution as a whole has a different expectation. And that can just, that clash can be really frustrating. Um, and I would say that's kind of where, that's kind of where the root of my frustrations came up from in that as I started to clash with these different issues like boring classes or textbooks I hated or assignments that were just being, you know, that were redundant or just feeling like um, I wasn't remembering the information I was paying thousands of dollars for. Um, all that kind of culminated into, well, why am I at this institution to begin with? What, what is this college aiming to teach me? And kind of just coming to the realization that a lot of my peers, I would say 99% of them are expecting to graduate and get a job. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not quite the same goal as mine. Um, and that was just, and that's kind of just my final point. So that to, if I had to summarize everything, it would basically be going into college, make sure you know for sure what the pros and cons for yourself are, um, what you're expecting to get out of it, the struggles you could be expecting, um, the value you would like to get out of college and what you're, what you're going to pay for that value. So you might have a list of things you're expecting to get out of college, like a good network and say 10 really good connections for the business world and 15 great friends and maybe three to five really best friends. Or you like, you know, that's for the networking side. And then you're planning to get this degree and experience in computer science and maybe have designed your own app or program by the time you're out of college. Mm -hmm. Kind of just lay out what you're expecting, that value as a whole, and then do your research on what the best college would be for that experience and how much that costs. And basically just approaching this from multiple different angles and weighing everything rationally and getting feedback from people. Um, there's a lot more on this subject than I could even fit into a 15, 20 minute episode. So I'll just go ahead and wrap up here. Jacob, do you have any other points you want to throw out there? Yeah, I like what you're uh, kind of summarizing there at the end. I think my, my final piece of advice would be obviously do your research, listen and read more content like this of the pros and cons. If you're kind of on the fence of whether or not you're going to do it, um, and then I, I would highly re recommend, like Terry's saying, like literally write down the reasons you're going to college and what you expect to get out of it or the reasons you're not and what you expect to get out of it. Either one is completely fine. Um, I just thought of this, and so I'm going to say it now. I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about the cost. Um, just going to throw this in there. I still believe it is a better financial decision, financial decision, okay, to not go to college, okay? Because I believe you could take the money um, that you could have spent on college invest that. And as long as you start investing it like right away when you're 18, 19 years old and going to college, you're going to come out ahead. Like I did the math on that. That's been proven. Just wanted to throw that in there. Um, but anyways, yeah, it, not spending it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't take and go buy a car um, or go do something like that. Like you need to invest it right away um, in order to get ahead. But anyways, um, 
to kind of go back to what I was saying just a second ago, write it down, write down every kind of benefit that you got and then like stick with your decision, right? Like go forward with your life, um, go forward with your plans. And like, I mean, of course you're going to have doubts. And I, I don't want to say that doubts aren't okay. Um, but just like, remember why you started, remember why you made the decision that you made in those times of doubt. Um, and, if, and if things change, right? Like I was talking to Terry about this yesterday, like if some of your original reasons of why you chose to go to college start changing, you know, maybe college isn't the best for you right now. Um, so things do change, but I just want you to remember why you started and don't make an emotional um, and, and not an a logical decision about any sort of major life change that you're looking at doing. So that just kind of be like my final, final piece of advice there. Yeah. Jacob's advice right there actually fed into my own personal decision about how I was going to approach um, life restrictions. So after our, our call, uh, I told him that my decision was essentially to not make a decision whether I was going forward with college more or not until basically a couple of weeks before the next semester. So I was going to go this, I'm just going to finish the semester out um, because I've already paid for it. And then I was going to let myself have a summer break and reset and kind of just get back to square one mentally and relax. And then I would make a decision with a clear head, essentially about how I'm going to approach college going forward. And maybe even with a sneak peek into what my classes would be looking like for the following semester professors and content and all the, all the different type of things. So all that to say, I think there's a lot of good content for you to dive into, dig into, and um, hopefully it helps you guys out and uh, wish you the best. If you guys have any questions about college, we'd be more than happy to, to answer them for, because I know it's very, it's the individual's decision relies a lot on their individual uh not experience what's the term i'm looking for um situation or yeah circumstances circumstances situation it's it's the the actual final decision is very unique uh, according to each individual person and the factors going into their own decision making so if you guys ever want help or just help you know laying those things out to make a decision or uh once you've laid them out kind of getting a another perspective from people who are going through college right now um then be you know, for sure, reach out to us. We'd be more, more than happy to help. But with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, appreciate you guys stopping in to listen, and I hope it helped. Thanks. See you all later. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 